It's January 17th, 2018, and it's official. CFR 2018 will make the move this year from Edmonton to Red Deer. Today, the guys discuss the upcoming changes and much more. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. Three episodes in January. Big month, man. That's huge. going to be awesome month of podcasting. Awesome month. Of- We've already got one episode down. Yeah. We had uh, Tanner Byrne and Rusty Clooney talking Ty Posbon Foundation. It's a big episode. Love Good it. episode. If you haven't checked it out, it's Check the next it one in the queue, mm-hmm. you know? Turn on the podcast, just let it ride. So biggest news this week, CFR Red Deer. Ooh. Update on our segment. Flint, Michigan, Mega Ball. CFR update. Yeah, see, well, it's we got moving. news. It's moving. The CFR is moving. To Red Deer. Wacy and I were both completely wrong. The CFR is moving. Yeah, we were way off, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Like, monumental shift in the rodeo yeah. in Canada. 44 years in Edmonton. So what does this do now for the CFR? You know, like, does like, they continue the traditions like they built on Edmonton 44 years? Or do they kind of, like, start a new, like, a fresh, like, a clean page or a clean slate? I, I think it's got to be a little bit clean. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest on this podcast because you can. One thing that I think might have went, I don't want to say awry or, like, what happened, but it seems like... The CPA really wanted to keep some more ownership of the CFR. I think part of the reason why the Oilers may have been declined a few years ago was the feeling that I think the leadership at the time gave the CPA was that they wouldn't have enough control of the CFR. Mm -hmm. The Oilers were going to own it and change it and it was going to be different. So I'm not against. Um, Personally, I think that they might have taken it a good way at that time. It's kind of disappointing that this is the way things went is that it, Maybe didn't get to stay in Edmonton for those reasons. This is three years down the road now. But I think part of what is going to make the CFR and Red Deer successful is that the CPA might have a little more control of the product and what the fans are going to be getting to see rather than, you know, this year was kind of a bit of a debacle What they had a fucking dog show in the middle of the rodeo. A three-hour perf on Friday night or four-hour perf almost. Yeah, like that's that's brutal. Who's going to pay to see that? The Canadian Finals Rodeo is an entertainment property as far as I'm concerned. And it has to be an entertaining product and something people are going to spend money on. And for it to work in Red Deer now, they have half the seats or less, it looks like maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. They got 7,000 seats. It's got to be, they got to double the average ticket price to make the bottom line work, Mm -hmm. basically, right? And they got to bring a product that people are going to want to come see. Yeah, exactly. An entertaining product. Exactly. I mean, I grew up watching the CFR. I didn't grow up. I grew up watching in the seats. Like 2002, I think, was the first year I went there. And or maybe 2001 uh, that I remember going there. I remember, actually, that was what started my rodeo career was the CFR. And at the time, I thought it was the coolest thing. And I don't know what the product was like then comparatively to what it has been like in the past few years when I've understood production a bit better. But then I thought it was the coolest thing ever, right? There's kids that are like 11 or 12 years old that are riding in the steer riding event. And that's why I wanted to, That's why I started rodeoing because I said I wanted to go and do that the next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think... In 2003, I got my went to the, my first pro rodeos. Essentially, two years later, I competed at the CFR when it was in Strathmore, which was shitty. Another note that way, and I don't know where all this stuff fits in. I'll have to ask somebody at some point. But they actually cut the steer riding out the years that I was a steer rider mm-hmm. at the CFR because of the production, because of the timeline. Yeah, and they brought it back, and I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm not, I mean, that's a whole other debate. They cut it down have. a day last year too. Like the, like the novice horse riding events got cut down one day. That's been like that for quite a few years now. That's but been five it, or six They cut years. it back a day though. Cut it back more. Yeah. In yeah. 2017. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Because for a while it was five perfs for the novice huh. Bronx and four for the steer riding. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was still four for the steer riding yeah. this year, but it was only four, four for, the for the novice too. Yeah. And it was still a long perf Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. You're Friday saying? night was the worst night. Friday with all the events. Yeah. 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 But even still, the NFR is 15 per event 
seven events. So they have five or three more people per event. And it's, it's uh they have two, three less events without the novice. So there's some different timelines there. Well, compare the stampede then. The stampede's about 245, 215, 245. We'll have to ask Keenan at some point. They, they, they hammer it out though. Like they don't, they, they don't do, mess yeah. around and they just, like, their start time's a little funny at the stampede though. Yeah. It's like, it's like a 1245, but then they have a big opening and then there's like, yeah, some but of like, that's a little, but you look at like the product, like the rodeo itself. It's, oh they yeah. Hammer, they it's hammer tight. it out. Like, it's they tight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not a lot of really, really tight rodeos up here. Armstrong will be one. Armstrong's really well done. Uh, anything Wayne Vold does, mm-hmm. Wayne, Wayne hammers him out. Yeah. The only long one that Wayne has that, that I know of that I can think of off the top of my head would be Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio is kind of a longer perf, but there's a lot of tradition there. Lots well. goes on there. Yeah. Yeah. And people come for that. Like it's, you come part of it. Yeah. You come expecting that long yeah. perf. Yes. Or like Bruce. It's like mm-hmm. three, three perfs. Yeah. One yeah. Day. Yeah. That's tough. So it's like freaking dog pound too. It's, it's like a big rodeo. 85 years of rodeo. In one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 85 years. You're going to see a decade of rodeo in one day. For 15 years. <laughs> in one day. Oh man. Imagine if they had barrel racing at those rodeos, man. They I do know. at Bruce. Do they? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Dog pound. They don't. No, thank goodness. Nothing against you barrel racers out there, but should be a long day. If you're even listening, barrel racers, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, CFR, we've got, uh, Jeff Robson, part of the CPRA negotiating, coming negotiating up. committee coming up on the show. He's going to fill us in. Give He's us, gonna all, tell the us stuff. all the details, the deets going to tell oh, everyone man. what the deal is, what it took. I mean, it's been a big process. Big process. Yeah. I mean, back when I was working with the CPRA at one point, he was already talking. I believe he was talking to the others group then and that I haven't worked for them since 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think he finished working for the CPR in November of like 2014. So that was 2014 and it's 2018. So they were already looking at the new deal then mm-hmm. and talking about the new building before it was even built. Like this stuff was all, has all been in the works Falls for a long rolling. time. And for anyone that has any notion that that arena has, was not built for a rodeo, think again. Donnie Johansson was on a contract for years for that arena to work and build it. And he traveled to different rodeos in the States on behalf of the Oilers Entertainment Group with uh, people from the others to build that arena so it could host a rodeo. Mm-hmm. So don't even think for one second that that thing wasn't built for rodeo because it was. Well, you just had the Global Cup there too. So yes, and it went and off it was well. So. Quite good. Actually, funny story about the Global Cup. We had to run the Bulls down like a hallway basically to get them back to the other delivery. Yeah. So there was a whole setup, like a whole string of panels that ran for like the length of a hockey arena plus 30 More. feet on each end, right? Yeah. How long is a hockey arena? Is it 180, 180, 180, 180, 185 or something something like that? Yeah. So 200 feet worth of panels. So what Jerome Robinson did in the back was they have these, just a regular 10 foot 2W panels. So there was uh, three panels altogether. So they ended up being 30 foot panels or like 28 feet because they would like kind of like mash them together a little bit. They'd Mm -hmm. place them over top of each other and then put uh, ratchet traps in between them. So that way they wouldn't bend, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got those things tight and you got a 30 foot panel instead of a 10 foot panel. And it's actually stronger and more solid than a 10 foot panel, right? So you can run those bulls a really long ways. They've done it in all these big buildings in different places, which I thought was a pretty cool. Pretty inventive. Inventive, right? Mm-hmm. For anyone that thinks that we can't have a rodeo in, in uh, Roger's place. Yeah, no, think again. Sure. But so that's beside the point right now, really. <laughs> We're going to be in Red Deer. But uh, there's still talks. PBR might be back at Roger's place. I don't know all the details. Mm-hmm. There's not much I can say really, but... 
Uh, that isn't that hasn't been ruled out. No, there still may be both. Different time of year, though. They're saying or something potentially. Like yeah, something like that. But if the CFR is on a different date, then it could work. Yeah. The only thing with that, though, this year, World Finals are the same time as Farm Fair this year. The PBR World Finals. Oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So the so the CFR actually, we can tell you right now that the dates for the CFR are it's gonna it's the week before Agritrade. Agritrade is the same time as Northland, so it's basically pushed up one week. So it's going to usually start now in October and finish on in that first week in November. Hmm, interesting. Different timing. Ground shaking though. Breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Breaking the ground. Monumental shift in uh, <clears throat> Canadian rodeo. Big time. Well, yeah, you're just getting back from your trip yeah. from Whistler. How was your week out west? Out west. Cool times. BC. That's your first time to Whistler, isn't it? Yeah, it was actually. I thought I'd been there before, but I don't think yeah. that's the case. Yeah, so JD and I left here. Uh, JD's my bro. For those of you who don't know, we got to explain that. He's my brother. Yeah. Three years younger than me. Two and a half brother. years younger than Little me. Little brother. Yeah. It was his birthday on January 4th. Birthday. birthday, bro. Birthday. Yeah. We left here on Monday morning, Monday the 8th, flew over to Whistler, caught the Greyhound, just made it three minutes to spare. <laughs> Turns out you can be there seven minutes before and they will still let you on the bus. Flight was delayed. How many stops did you make along the way to Whistler? On just like two. Really? I think we just stopped in like maybe three or four. It wasn't very many though. And I it was the bus pretty one. quick. I rode the bus one time from Saskatoon to Vegreville for hockey. Oof. And we stopped. The Greyhound as a team? No, no, the STC. I rode it by myself. Oh. I was going in back for like for his own camp. Cause I moved from, from I moved from Alberta to Saskatchewan. So I was still registered on, under Alberta hockey. So I had to do my zone camp there. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I we went on the bus and it like, Man, we stopped in every small ass little town oh, from no. between Saskatoon and Vegreville, man. It was oh, hell. No. That's not even that far. No, it's not. Like it should only be like Vegreville or it should only be like like uh Battleford and like Lloyd and then Vermilion. Vermilion? Uh we're we talking a couple other places. No, we didn't go through Wainwright. That way? No, because you could stay on the number sixteen all the way to Vegreville. All the way to Vegreville. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of like there was a ton of stops. Like it was crazy. And you had to go into town for a bunch of them too. Like you gotta freaking get off the highway yeah. and go to the town. Yeah, yeah. It was like a it was like a like a way longer trip than it should have been, man. It was oh, hell. Yeah. This one was only like two and a half us. hours. It wasn't that bad. I guess the Greyhound's like a bigger, like it'd just be like a couple stops and that's about it. It wasn't too bad. I think it was like an express route or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so we skipped up to there to, uh, to Whistler, got a couple days in on the hill and this, we went, we got, we got a mountain host each day. There's like a, a thing sponsored that's sponsored. That's like, uh, you get to go and get a tour of the hill. And so we didn't have a clue. We could look at the map and be like, oh yeah, I'd like to do this and this and this. But like this way we actually uh, got a real tour. So the first day my bro and I just ended up with this one guy. His name was Mickey and he's like 72 or three years old. Like oh, damn. older guy, but freaking worked our asses on the ski. Oh, really? Like we didn't even stop for water. It was like three hours and like usually we'd stop like, you know, we don't go that hard. We're like, gonna mix a few pints in, you know. Yeah, usually it's like, years. it's usually it's like that. But this guy like freaking, we went the whole time like, I, my legs didn't stop hurting until Friday <laughs> afterwards, but he, uh, yeah, he kept giving her, found us some fresh snow and everything. It was like a really cool trip. Nice. So we did that the first day that was on black home mountain. And then the next day we went over to Whistler and did the same thing, did another tour. And like at one point this one lift like goes right up the side of a freaking cliff. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit. So was JD, but it was like, <laughs> it was pretty wild, pretty cool place, but massive, massive spot though. Massive mountain. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it cool. cool. I, I haven't ever been out there, so I don't know anything. It was cool. And then there's this massive, uh, gondola that goes from the peak to the other peak and out in the middle, it's 1400 feet off the ground. That's insane. It was wild. There's oh. some that have glass bottoms. Some of these gondolas have so glass scared of heights, man. It's not even funny. <laughs> You'd have lost your shit on this thing. Oh, I'd hate it. It was wild. Like, the, the span from like the, 
the posts mm-hmm. is three kilometers between them. It's just, it's unreal. It's like, I couldn't believe the whole thing. We're taking a lot of time to plan out and put together and freaking. Yeah. Like I think it took them two and a half years to build it. Makes sense. Big wires. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. So after Whistler, we skipped down to Vancouver and we met up with our buddy, Tommy Clark. Tommy works in the movies out, out West there. And he's got a pretty interesting story. He's worked on movies like the Revenant. Uh, he just finished Deadpool two with Ryan Reynolds. He said he was partying with Ryan Reynolds there a while ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tommy, we, uh, had a cool time with him, but we met up there and we went to a show with Corb Lund and Ian Tyson. Love old Ian. Yeah. At the Vogue theater in Vancouver. It was like this old hipster part of like town. It was like an art district. And they had like a, I think they had a BC, some kind of hall of fame on the street. It was like something interesting, but there was like stars, like they're on in Hollywood and like Vancouver is a big movie city yeah. too, right? Like big oh, yeah. arts entertainment. They do lots of like movies there. Yeah. Yeah. Tons. So, so Tommy reminded me about this show and we, I talked to uh, Corb and we got hooked up and went, got to go and everything. And it was at this old theater. It's like a hundred years old. Like the, mm-hmm. the seats are like old and original, like super coo- cool, great show and whatnot. And then we met up with, uh, well, after with Tom, we went back to the uh, bar across the street and got on the beers. And then like, next thing we know, it's like three o'clock in the morning and hammer drunk. <laughs> and I don't know. We just had a really good time. That's we got good, on the yeah. tequila though. It's bad. That's bad. bad idea. Yeah. Bad news. Tequila is yeah. not a friend, not a friend of the show. <sighs> so needless to say Friday, Rough day. A little bit, a little bit in the hung down side of things. And like the, the anxiety hangover too, where I was like feeling pretty anxious. And then like, uh, I think my, my bus to merit the next day to go see Ty's family, like Luke and Leanne, Mm -hmm. it left at like two 30 from, uh, from the bus station, the same one we caught the bus to Whistler on. So we took like the city train back to this bus stop. JD took the train back to the airport and then we went, uh, I went back to Merritt and I was like getting kind of like nervous on the bus. So luckily Jay and dad to the rescue, listened to some of their podcasts for a while. So yeah, I finally got to Merritt at like six o'clock on Friday night, hung out there with Luke and Leanne till like Sunday, helped around there a little bit and just kind of like helped feed and whatnot. And nice. yeah, we just kind of had a good weekend. Luke's on one leg. He uh, broke his ankle a while ago, I guess. And then he, he's got his trouble with his knee too. So he's healing up on that, but hung out there for a few days. Put you to work. Put me to work. Some manual labor. Not that, it wasn't that hard to work. And then we watched the bull riding for a couple nights. We have, I have like one of those, I had the login mm-hmm. for our highlights for the PBR Canada social and whatnot. So we watched the bull riding there for a couple nights. Nice. Pretty cool. And good to see our guys do good this weekend yeah, too. Yeah, the boys are doing well. Talk about those guys. Yeah, freaking Dakota had an awesome weekend, but yeah. aside from getting hurt there, but yeah, they did it well. Brock yeah. started an, an awesome ride on the first day. He did. That really, was a good, really ride. good ride. And the second one, we didn't get it. It wasn't on the, on the deal there, but, but, uh, but yeah, Dakota, he was third in the first round and he was like 86 and a quarter. And the next round he was 86. So he was actually leading the event going the short round. Yeah. But on that second bull got, uh, wiped out there and yeah, hit his head and got a concussion. So he was out for the short round. But, uh, I was pretty cool to see the PBR like that, like the, the concussion protocol tests and the actually pulling guys from the event is that's pretty cool to see that. I'm glad to see that happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, I'm just going to say that it's happened because of Ty. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So no, that's kind of, I'm glad to see that there's change because of, yeah, of course that he's making change still at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Hansen finished 11th at the event though. Chicago. Good start for those guys. Yeah. And awesome. Interesting to see Jordan go to the PBR, right? Like he, he made the NFR last year and kind of chose the rodeo route, but he's already going to the PBR events this start of the year, but yeah. tough for him to turn one down really too. Right? Yeah. Cause you, who knows how long it's going to take him to get that 
chance again, right? Because yeah, it, it'll come because it, only during the first five, eight eight events to the cut, right? Potentially, yeah. That's yeah, right. so then he'd have to work his way back up to standings to yeah. get back in that position. So true. if I was him, I'd be taking advantage every time I get a call. That's true. Same with a guy like Brock too, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they kind of got a little bit of an advantage this they, way, don't they? Yeah, they're just on the outside looking in, but since they're going off of last year's standings, they're... I would be, yeah, I'd be, as soon as I get that phone call, I'd be going, especially the, these first eight events. Yeah. Well, and plus a guy like Jordan can make stuff back up in the later part of the year in the rodeo business. Well, exactly. There's enough, there's enough rodeos and he rides good enough that, cause like the one, well, you get the summer run too. Like, like the, you get the break for the summer yeah. break for the PBR. So exactly. Make up so much ground there. Those younger guys can do both, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Brennan Eldred made both last year. Shane Proctor did like a number of times. And back in the day, they did it all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's less, uh, uh, it happens less often now, though, doesn't it? Just because the, the well, the big tour is such a big commitment, right? Like, yeah, true. It's, you can it's focus. like 100 bulls, too. Yeah, you can just it's focus. Big commitment. Yeah, you can just focus on the big PBR tour, and you're going to make a lot of money if you're riding well, I guess. But, yeah. And you're on tour, but, I mean, some guys take advantage of that break and go to the touring pros and make up more point ground yeah. in the world standings, That's too. That's true, right? as well. So there's enough events, but... For a guy like Jordan, I would be taking advantage of this like during the first, and then even uh, once the cut comes, if he's in the top, he'll be in the top thirty in the world. What's he's like twentieth after the weekend? Jordan? No, he's not even top. 45. Oh, he's not. But either no. way, like uh, if he gets to go to a few more events, he can get some more. He points. can get the points. So yeah. by the eighth one, he might be. He'll there. be in the mix, and he's not missing much. Like so, no. what he misses Denver, Fort Worth, a couple. Like so, what? But, you, but like most of those have perfs during the week too, so you can enter for during the week. He can make, make some of them. Yeah, still. yeah. Just a matter of the short rounds if they match up or not. But yeah. so what? He can keep pace with the round money at the PRCA events well, exactly, really, yeah. for now. Yeah. Um, how about JW Harris leaving the PBR? Go back to the PRCA. I'm kind of sad about it. Yeah, I love I love watching JW in the PBR. Like he's one of my like, my most favorite guys like ever to watch, just because like he's so mechanically sound and like he just he's just a cowboy through and through, and he's just like my kind of guy. And I was so pumped to see him in the PBR. And like that, even his first year in the PBR, like he came in and like dumb, like he was like finished like what in top 10 in the world that year, like close. I'm not to sure if that was the first or second year, either, but like he was seventh, but he won, rookie, the one he won rookie of the year that year. Cause, cause he had an unreal world finals. He beat Tanner yeah. and, uh, Gage Gage Gay, that year. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's his, his reasoning makes sense. Just yeah. Cause he's, story, a, he's been a rodeo guy through and through and I can yeah. see where a guy would miss it. Yeah. But to me, I would still want to be on that. You, he he knew he needed to go to the PBR to pr- prove that he was one of the best. Yeah, in the exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he did that. He didn't win the world the bull, no. gold buckle here. Pardon? Bad. He got beat up pretty yeah. bad towards the end there. But is that from riding those better bulls, or is that from the car accident he got in, or what? What do you think he got beat up from? He got beat up in the bull riding arena too. Yeah, I think cause you see that towards his last couple of years in the PBR, like he was getting hurt more. I think that would come with the territory getting on the rankest bulls every weekend. Cause you see guys getting banged up a lot more. Like you like yeah. Gage gay, like you went from winning New York to turn ACL MCL the next yeah. weekend. Yeah. So like it's, it can go turn on the dime. It's true. But it maybe it maybe the car accident maybe changed his mindset a little bit. He wants to spend, like he, he mentioned he wants to spend some more time with his family and be on yeah. the road with them. So I like, think that kind of reasoning makes sense. Yeah. I think he, he has nothing to prove to anybody. Like he proved no. to those people that he can, hang with the best in the world in the PBR and ride those really good bulls. I wouldn't want to travel as much being once you get on the big tour because you can go to the same place for four days in a weekend and you don't have to worry about driving thousands of miles across the US to those rodeos and stuff. So I don't know. It's sad. I'm sad to see him go. But what I mean, a, it's not like he's going I gotta get retiring or anything. But on the other side of it though, what about uh what about if he stayed in the PRCA and it's been four years that he's been in the PBR. What about if he's an eight time world champion now? And he's contending with Donnie Gay's record. And yeah. now him and Sage are basically on the same level as far as the PRCA goes. They both have four gold buckles, right? 
I don't, I don't think he's going to beat Sage. He's so dominant. Like you, you, like I follow Sage on Instagram. It seems like he doesn't fall off at that level, like anywhere. Like he'll post, he'll be winning somewhere or staying on his ball everywhere you go. Like there's he probably no, only posts the ones he stays on. But, but, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, but you know what I mean? Like he's like, every, he rides pretty much everything. Yeah. He rides everything. He pr- he's probably riding realistically. He's probably riding. 60 or 70% yeah, in the PRC. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know I've never talked to him. Does he turn out the bulls? He doesn't like, does he go get on anyways? Like, I don't know that. Yeah. Do you? No, I don't know that, but I, I know he's like the type of guy. He'll ride the bulls that he's supposed to ride. Like he's going to yeah, be staying true. on the 83 to 86 pointers every time. Yeah. And then you might, you might, you might sub your toe like every other guy, but I, I just think he's so dominant and has so much control over that level that, but that's the way JW was in his t- at the top of his, when he moved over to the PBR. That's true. Right? That's true. And I think, I don't know. But he never had anybody to compete against him, like a guy like Sage either, right? Well, I, I disagree because you had a guy like Matt Austin, Shane Proctor was there at the same time. Like Proctor won the world in 2011 before JW won. Cody Teal was right there. Like Cody Teal's made the switch over there too, but yeah. he could have won a couple more gold buckles too. I just don't think any of those guys have been as dominant as Sage been in the last four years. Well, JW won four in a row, didn't he? No, I don't think he won four. I think he won three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. So it's similar. But ever similar since, but ever since deal, Sage though. has been at that level, he's won. Like he's and he's broke earnings records and yeah. He's yeah, that's I, I just that, that's my biased opinion on it. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. But I think it'll. He, I think he's the type of guy to give Sage a run for his money for sure. But I don't think he can beat him because there've been good guys like, like Joe Frost is like one of the better guys going and he's had trouble or Garrett I don't, Smith. I don't think Joe. I don't like the way he rides. I don't. I, I don't either. He, he doesn't have the right. He's not. He doesn't get over the front of those bulls like. Mm-mm. He's not a high, high level guy. It's all due respect, Joe. No, it's just like, sure. just like a different style and Sage is going to get out. Style. Yeah. And Sage is going to get out over the front of those bulls and ride a higher percentage yeah. as far as I can tell. When he's, and like a guy like Garrett Smith, that was like he rides stiff, somewhere to stiffest Sage. competition yeah. that he's had in Sage. And, then, beat him. and, but, but be that being said, Garrett got hurt at the finals. True. If he didn't get hurt at the finals, they were pretty close there for the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. And then when Garrett got hurt, he was kind of hosed. Yeah. Kind of hard to stay on a bull with no knee. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Like, I guess JW's already won a rodeo too, eh? He was on his first one. Odessa. Odessa. Yeah, he yeah. won here. So. Yeah. I hope he proves me wrong because like I said, he's one of my favorite guys. And I, I, think oh, cool, I love watching cool him year. up. He's, he's, he's so good, man. I think it'll be a cool year. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. As confirmed, the CFR will relocate to Red Deer later this fall. The guys talked to Jeff Robson from the CPRA as he lets us in on some of the upcoming changes. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. CFR is moving to Red Deer. Uh, would you give us the lowdown? What are the details? Yeah, so really excited to announce the CFR is going to Red Deer. Uh, the board of directors made that decision, and you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be a great decision. Uh, you know, we're uh, you know, nothing's perfect. You know, when you look at all the venues and where where it could go, you know, I think, uh, you know, maybe one small drawback might be the uh, amount of seats that it holds in their uh, in their coliseum. But I think, uh, you know, if we plan accordingly, maybe we could work around that. What What's the date of the CFR this uh, 20, in 2018? I don't remember the exact dates, but it's going to be a week earlier than usual, um, which would allow... Uh, to not be over top of Red Deer's uh, AgriTrade, which is their version of Farm Fair, and you know, they, uh, they they can't host both those things at the same time. So I think it'll be a nice blend. It'll be CFR, and it'll roll right into AgriTrade. It'll be ten days of uh, events in Red Deer. It'll be huge for them, won't it? Yeah, I think it'll be uh, an enormous draw, and they've already got uh, quite a following with their AgriTrade. And you know, if we can add to their economic impact in that city, uh, I think it's a win-win. Uh, can we talk about the purse at all yet? What the added prize money might be? 
Yeah, so uh, the added money would be almost identical to the last year. And, uh, you know, part of our deal was, uh, you know, to hold it kind of tight for two years, and then every two years it's going to have an escalation in it. So I think, uh, you know, I think it's uh, something to look forward to. The number of performances, uh, at one point we heard that might uh, it might go up to seven rather than six perfs as it was in Edmonton. Yeah, so the goal is still to have six perfs of professional rodeo finals. We're not just exactly sure what we're going to do with the seventh perf, but the Saturday afternoon perf, we're going to try and do something where we highlight youth and rodeo. And, um, you know, I think some of those details need to be worked out still, but I, I believe that that's the direction that they want to go. Another question we had, though, was the term of the agreement in Red Deer. What does that look like? Yeah, so, you know, we spend quite a bit of time talking about term. You know, I think, uh, you know, we've predominantly done 10-year terms, and I think 10 years is, and I think everybody generally feels it's a bit too long, but, you know, I think a five-year term with a five-year renewal and, and uh, you know, I think it gives us a chance all to take a breath and see, you know, how are things working out? Is, uh, you know, is it working out for them? Is it working out for us? So I think it's, uh, you know, it's a, just a good healthy gut check uh, a few years in. I want to talk about uh, the other potential cities that were uh, bidding on the CFR. How tough was this choice? It must have been been uh, tough to figure, to make the, choice from the board standpoint yeah well I, you know uh, you guess probably no secret the you know, the oeg you know although publicly they said that they didn't uh put a bid in but you know they were intending to put one in in uh mid to late january and you know i think of of, of all the people that had shown an interest they probably knew longer than anybody where we were at and so i think they they were trying to make a slow calculated play as to whether that's the right thing to do or not and but they were certainly showed a lot of interest and that those conversations were still ongoing but you know we felt like this is a juncture where um you know the cfr bid for red deer was a very strong bid it was good for the cpra it was good for our contestants you know it might be a small drawback for our fans but like i said if if we're creative about how we go about it i think you know we can make it a win-win and uh you know people looking at it like the glass is half full we could probably make it a win you're talking about tickets and whatnot i want to ask about uh the six-pack ticket holders in edmonton what the strategy is there and and that kind of thing. yeah so the six-pack ticket holders i mean that list is owned by the northland and northland you know is going to work with us on cfr and red deer and you know we haven't ironed out all those details yet but you know i think though there's a strong uh desire to reach out to the six-pack ticket holders and see what interest we generate from them for our new venue and uh, you know it will help formulate a strategy for the rest of the ticket. Uh, you know, tickets to the six-pack ticket holders are an extremely big part of our task, and they're going to be continue to be a big part of our Is there a plan in place, or are there any additional events or any viewing parties or TV, or or what about those people that can't get in to watch in person, if that is the case? Yeah, I think those all those things are discussions we're having right now is to, you know, how to reach a bigger, broad, a broader uh, fan base, and, you know, I, I, you know whether they're live streaming, whether they're live streaming in a in a, in a you know in a, in a similar spot there. Um, you know, I think we're going to try and create a fan experience that we're really excited about. Will there be any additional events like there were at Farm Fair, as far as the ranch rodeo, the different sales and whatnot? You know, it's hard to say at this juncture. Um, I certainly would encourage them to do that. Um, obviously, we don't have control over that, but I I think as soon as we start to you know, put some pen to paper and start really you know, planning this thing out. Um, I think they'll see the economic impact and the draw that those events have with, uh, you know, that have had on farm fair. And I, I, I can't say that, you know, I can't see that they wouldn't want to try and incorporate those things uh, into their event. Some, some of that stuff will probably stay going in Edmonton too. It's only an hour and a half down the road. 
I mean, there's, I would have could to still think. And there, and there were times or there were buses before that ran from AgriTrade to the CFR too, weren't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the draw where, where we have, what is there two and a half million people between that, that are within 90 miles of Red Deer, I think. Isn't that what they said yeah, at the first event? Yeah. And I think it's also important that, you know, we, you know, we continue to, you know, I mean, I know AgriTrade and uh, Farm Fair, you know, struck a joint venture uh, around their farm fairs. And, and I think that that's, you know, that's an important piece of this. And, uh, you know, I, how we continue to drive that traffic and, and how we move that forward, I think, you know, will continue to be, uh, you know, part of the success factor of this event. I want to talk about uh, how much space and what the facilities are like at, at Western Air Park. I looked through uh, a bit more information today, and they're the they're Central Alberta's largest agricultural society. It's a nonprofit supported by 50 full-time staff and 150 full-time volunteers. Westerner Park generates $150 million annually in ec- economic activity, hosting over 1,500 events and 15 or 1.5 million visitors each year. These contestants at this at this Canadian Finals in Red Deer, they won't even have to go outside. Almost, there's so many buildings and so much space there, like. It's going to be an incredible setup that way. Yeah, from the from the stabling and warm up area, you know, when we went and viewed it earlier, I mean, I think everybody was genuinely pretty excited about that fact. And you know, it's a short ride from the warm up arena into the, you know, their centrium, and and I think that's to me that's a bit of a selling factor. And you know, right from your stalls to your warm up arena is in the same building, and so like all those things to me, make a lot of sense. What are you most looking forward to about the CFR and Red Deer? I'm viewing this as an opportunity, right? I mean, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be, you know, to think it's going to look the same is going to be not true, right? So it's going to be different. I think it's just an exciting time. It's some change and, and the contestants are going to get the same kind of money and, you know, let's see what we can do uh, to support our youth at Rodeo as well. Curious what the show might look like. Um, not good to compare it to anything else, but I'm curious about that. Yeah. You know, I think as we work through those details, you know, we're going to, we're going to start to try and put a, put a brand and a feel and a look to it that, uh, hopefully is unique. I want to ask about your experience with Westerner Park. I remember you guys being involved with the Supreme before. I just want to talk about that and how, uh, just how that might fit in. My experience with Western Park's, you know, substantially different than this. You know, when we, you know, I, I chair the Canadian Supreme, but it's, it's, uh, you know, a much different story. We rent the facility and, you know, they said, kind of set it up for us and then we just rent it. So it's a much different story. And it's a much different play, right? So this is, you know, they're producing it, they're putting up the prize money, um, you know, all those other things we bring. So I, I, it's not really an apples to apples comparison. That's for sure. That's fair enough. I, I was just curious about that. I just know that you're involved there and I didn't know, I didn't know how it worked. I just wanted to ask. Yeah. Some of the players are the same that I deal with, but, uh, but uh, that would be the extent of it, really. Fair enough. Uh, talking about that, though, what about, like, who who are all the parties involved? At first, it was the Red Deer Chamber of Commerce and Westerner Park were partners on, on bidding on the on the CFR here. Is that still the case? Is, is the city involved or are local and provincial governments involved? I'm just curious about about that, too. Yeah, so my to, to the best of my knowledge, you you hit it right on the head. It's the chamber and the Western Park. I'm assuming this deal gets all signed up, and then we start moving forward. I would sure suspect that they're going to go to the, the usual suspects, the destination marketing groups, the the city, the province, and uh, sure that we get some funding. My commitment to the board was to to find them a long term deal, and uh, that's what I think I've done. 
Um, there's been some other discussion about some things I might do for them, but I guess we'll uh, we'll play that by ear as we move forward. I guess my next question there was what your succession plan looked like, but I guess it's uh, I guess that's probably what the next step might be. I guess for what you, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would sure guess. Yeah. Um, one more question on the CPRA, uh, if you got sure. time here. I'm yep. uh, from from your uh, point of view. I guess if you have if you have more time too, I'd like to ask what your uh, experiences in business as well and rodeo. Uh, before we get into this next question about what what do you think the CPRA uh, needs to get to the next level in this in this business in the sports business? Well, I mean, uh, I think there's uh, you know we've certainly tried a lot of things. I, I think you know getting our board to focus on on just that what is the what is the next thing on the horizon and you know how can we improve our grassroots rodeo finals or whatever we want to call those finals and you know how how do we continue to i think be better as an organization would be a great place to start you know i, I think we tend to focus in on rules and kind of down in the minutia of, of where we're at and i said you know when our board focuses which they they can and uh, when they focus on these types of initiatives like CFR, uh, you know, I think the board is, is responding well and, and, and doing lots of good stuff. So I think certainly the people that I've interacted with on the board are, are certainly, it's been a fun year to work with them and, and I can't wait to see uh, how this turns out. I'd love to ask uh, or to let people know about, about your experience in rodeo, like as far as your career and your family and, and you guys were right close to Airdrie, to like right across the road from the Airdrie rodeo grounds for quite a while. And then, uh, and as far as you, you're involved business-wise too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I bought my membership in 1988, uh, you know, it was started out as a tie down roper, moved into team roping later on, retired in 2014, uh, four trips to the Canadian finals, uh, rodeoed on and off just, uh, depending on what business stuff was happening through the years. And now, uh, trying to do my best to lower my handicap in golf and, uh, work on my way, way, my wake surfing. I think we're all trying to work on our golf. <laughs> <laughs> we want to ask what your definition of cowboy shit is. Well, it's probably somewhere between, uh, something that makes sense and a bunch of bullshit, right? So, I mean, <laughs> I think, uh, I think that'd be my good answer. <laughs> I, I think the, the big thing that I, the big message that I certainly want to leave some of these other cities with is, uh, and they've been great to deal with is never say never. And this endeavor is going to be, is going to tell us a lot about, moving the event and I think will arm us for what could come down the road in the future and where else it may go. And just having never moved the event, you know, is a big step for the association. And so obviously there's been lots of, I'd say we haven't probably moved at the swiftest of speed, but you know, I also think like being a good carpenter, you want to measure twice, you cut once, right? So I think it's, you know, want to thank everybody for their, you know, the time that they put into this and the discussions that we've had and, and I think coming out of those discussions, we'll, we will see some other opportunities. And whether it's, it's adding another pro rodeo in, in their communities or, you know, what it might be. But certainly some great discussions have come out of this and we've met a lot of great people. And, and so do nothing but position us for the future. On Tuesday, January 16th, the Red Deer Westerner Park held a press conference confirming the CFR move to Red Deer. Ted spoke with the Westerner Park General Manager and CEO, Ben Antifaith, about the move to the new location. First off, though, let's talk about getting the finals here to Red Deer. It's uh, You guys 
when did this process actually start? Do you know the process started uh, in the spring of last year and we've been working on it for quite a while and as Robin alluded to in her presentation it started as a conversation and then it became could we really do it and we started putting the business plan together and then you know when we heard some rumblings that uh, there was the potential that uh, CFR would not continue in, uh, in Edmonton at Northlands we said hey you know we're going to take our shot we can do this we execute large events very very well and uh, we came together and formally did our business plan and made our pitch and here we are today so we're excited about what that work brought us uh, let's talk about the venue here you just were talking about the seating and the <coughs> east part of your venue we can put more seats in here as well you betcha the east part of our venue uh, has the ability to be expanded um, that's something we'll consider down the road in the short term we have the ability to do some temporary seating which we will do for uh, for CFR so we're looking at about uh, 7,500 people in the building um, seating obviously there's there's also uh, standing rooms capacity as well. We also have a vision uh, along with that in our Parkland Pavilion um, to create another uh, another uh, venue for celebration and we can put about 2,000 people in that venue so we're just uh, we're just pushing under 10,000 people in our current state should we choose to renovate the building. Um, once that renovation is done um, the total seating capacity will be just under 8,500 seats. In, in the Centrium? in the centrium itself 2, more with well. 2,000 more in the Parkland Pavilion. So we're, we'd be well over 10,000. Yeah. And if you look back historically and, you know, the average attendance at Northland wasn't a lot more than that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I want to talk about yourself, Ben, and your uh, experience with Westerner Park and how I kind of want to ask about how this position came to be for you and then go in further what your experience of rodeo has been in the past as well. So for me, um, I've been in the events and entertainment business now for almost five years. I uh, actually came to Westerner Park from Regina, where I was with the Regina Exhibition Association. So I have a pretty strong background in events and, and had a good uh, book of knowledge coming into to Westerner Park. And, uh, you know, when you think of... Uh, when you think of exhibition associations or ag societies, um, this is a this is a beautiful facility. It's well look, well cared for, well looked after, and a lot of people that care a lot. And that was a pretty attractive thing for me coming to this community. So, uh, bringing that knowledge and having a dedicated staff is actually pretty easy for us to make the decision to go after large events. Um, as far as rodeo. I'm a city guy. I don't know a lot about rodeo. I've learned a lot this past uh, number of months, and I know my learning curve is going to be pretty steep. But as we said in our uh, presentation today, it isn't our first rodeo. We actually we actually have three rodeos a year right now on our site, yeah. and we used to be the, the host of the Silver Buckle. So yeah. I have staff um, that have, oh my goodness, my senior staff probably has about 300 years of experience. <laughs> and so we've done rodeo, and I'm going to count... Uh, uh, entirely on their expertise for us to execute this event, and I know we'll do well. Where do you see as the biggest uh, growth opportunities with the CFR and Red Deer? For us, um, one of our visions was the Rising Stars program. Yeah. And, and that was messaging that we heard very clearly from the CPRA is what do we do to sustain the sport? What yeah. is the legacy that we can do and contribute? So we worked hard to come up with a vision for the Rising Stars. And we're really excited about introducing that program or, you know, that programming here yeah. at Westerner Park in August. And we also think that uh, this the scholarship that we're go that we're going to establish will also help these young kids and and you know rodeo is important but it's not you 
for the most of the, most of the young folks, yeah. that's not going to be their career. So we want we want to reinforce that their education is important, and we feel that scholarship component will help tie that for the kids and, and build that legacy so that the rodeo is sustainable. Um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty awestruck to to think that there was 44 years in Edmonton. Yeah, and I would love to be able to say that uh, we've set the legacy for the next 44 44 or more years yeah. for it to be in Red Deer. Pretty excited about yeah. what we can offer the competitors. So um, we know we're going to get the best rodeo uh, athletes yeah. here uh, competing and it's going to be a heck of a show coming to you live from everything cowboy radio network headquarters calgary alberta <laughs> it's the kitchen table this is cowboy <laughs> shit with ted and wacy <laughs> that's a big intro eh you like that? Uh, that's funny. Don't act that. like you're not impressed. Oh, that's good. Everything Cowboy <laughs> Network Headquarters Studio Live Studio Number Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Episode number four. Happy four. Oh, He's crying. That's funny. I just made him cry. He that's didn't. Good. He didn't see that coming. Comedy caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> man, awesome. I love this podcast. Yeah, that's game. good. Don't that's, you? Oh man, that's. I love it. It's gonna. Oh real. wow. It's one of my favorite activities. <laughs> <laughs> favorite activities, 4620. Uh, Let's make a list right now. Favorite activity, favorite activities. Ping pong. 4620. Ping pong. Number one. Is that number one? Ping pong, yeah. Uh, Catan. Catan, number two. I'm Podcast. Podcast. Eating food. Barbecuing. Drinking beers. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, Sleeping. Sportsing. <laughs> hammock zone. The hammock zone. The back. Yard hammock zone. Oh, my backyard hammock zone. Uh, baby. What else? What else is there? Shipping time. That's yeah. a good. You don't like shipping time? It's work. It's a lot of work, but it's okay. <laughs> office. I like office it's time. It's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. So I, I like office time. It. It's pretty good too. So, uh, yeah. Okay, big at. episode. Yeah. CFR. Breaking news. update on the CFR. We have news. We have lots of news. CFR is moving to Red Deer. Oh my God. Yeah. It's happening. It's exciting. The CFR is a home for five years, man. That's insane. We're yeah, not homeless it. anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're not, not homeless. It's exciting, yeah. right? That's, yeah, it's huge. It's a big uh, monumental ground-shaking shift in the Ro- Rodeo Canada. Biggest news of the year. Breaking news. January 17th. CFR. Actually, it was yesterday. It was moving. the 16th. Five years with the option for another five. It's a big. Sounds big like a news, pretty man. pretty sweet deal for the great. CPRA. It's going to be a prize money stays the same. Um, with the, with it'll increase though. After, yeah, that's right. Every two, two years, every two years it'll increase. So that's good. Yeah, that's what they're it's after. Huge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for the Cowboys. Yeah, and going to be a small building. Going to be packed in there. It's going to be kick I ass. Think, I think cool, isn't it? As much as like we've had our doubts about the smaller building, I think that it's going to create a pretty cool atmosphere. The world, the world juniors per se. Like you just watched them in Buffalo. Like they had, didn't sell out that big building. And the only good DS atmosphere is a gold medal game. But then you hold in contrast when they have it in places like Moose Jaw and Regina. Like those are small, like smaller market buildings and they pack that place to the nines and they get unreal crowds and create that really cool atmosphere. And even like competing in Regina at the CSA finals, like when they, like they'd it sell, kick ass. Yeah. They'd sell out Thursday, yeah. Friday night and they, yeah. it's unreal Saturday, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I agree. It's going to be rocking. I think it'll make a pretty, for a pretty cool atmosphere. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little exciting. barn gonna be a good time. And plus, we were talking to Jeff about uh, the space there. Like they're gonna, like I think. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna all do yet, but like Billy Bob's, like they're gonna, that's gonna, they're gonna have to just cover the whole parking lot with tents and just have a freaking oh, party for the whole place. Get in there, you have to like extend it into the hotel. They're gonna have to extend. Like Billy Bob's is probably like we should probably buy shares in Billy Bob's for actually, oh yeah, <laughs> the next five <laughs> that's years. A good idea, actually, right? Because yeah. like 
we should get in on some stuff in Red Deer. Like we, we should, should like, like set something up there for us. Like so we were, like yeah. we we're guaranteed in every night. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, we need to like, like start something. Podcast HQ. Yeah. Like have like yeah. Or our own party. We could just start our own party. Everything cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy shit party. The cowboy shit party. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That we could yeah, we do all these things. We can make our own party in the Sheraton on the other side of the Sheraton. We can't like, do that to Billy Bob's though. We no, but we could. Because they were they're gonna have overflow. So just you can't go to Billy Bob's, come to the Everything Cowboy Party. <laughs> it's probably gonna down be the street. A rager anyways. Oh yeah. Or we could just rent the presidential suite up top <laughs> and just have our own parties anyways. Like we should actually probably book it right now. Yeah. For that. For sure. Yeah. Or we can just come home. We could just we no. can get a party bus no. from Calgary. And go oh. up there for each night and then party on the way home. No. Get up and do it again the next day. No. Sleep in our own bed. Let's stay up there. I'm going to, let's stay up there. Red Deer? Yeah. Should buy a house in Red Deer, though, we should do. Just for the week. No. Yeah. Okay, that might be a better guess. <laughs> but I do think we should make a party of some sort. Yeah, let's have a party. I don't know what it looks sure. like yet. I bet you be, there's going to be a beer gardens next door, I bet you. Bet you like big bands. Do you think they, they got to have something like that? I, didn't, I think so. I didn't realize that. I it's thought it was going to be run like the same time as Agritrade. No. I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to be before. one before the other. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have to like create some like other stuff besides the rodeo to yeah. like keep people. I think so. So I, I bet you they have a little trade show there. Yeah. But that'll course. be part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then I bet, I bet you they'll have like a couple of different bands you or should. something. Like Gord Bamford for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 chance. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be Gord Bamford. Gord Bamford is announcing his residency at the Billy Bob's. For that weekend. For that weekend. He's, 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 it's in the contract. Yeah. Like the 10 so. year contract. Yeah. Gord Bamford has a they, 10 year residency. They'll Billy probably Bob's. just knock down the wall f- of Bellini's and just make it all Billy Bob's for, I would, I, for, if I was uh, the Sheridan, CFR. I would do that. Cause that, yeah. that, it's going to be rocking. Like, they're going to have to set up like tents out back and like, there's going to, they're going to need some more room. Something's got to happen eh? because hey, we should buy a hotel in Red Deer, build our own hotel. We should. Yeah, we should actually bring That's some camp tracks in but no. Airbnb. Well, we don't have a house to Airbnb. We it. could rent the house and then Airbnb it for a month or for three days. <laughs> Hammocks. Admit, we could make the week in November. Make, yeah, it'd be unreal. Oh dear. But I don't know. It'll be. It's it's exciting. It'd be inter- some it's interesting. Cool, what the, it? I think the cool thing about it is kind of like a blank canvas for the CPR. Like yeah. They can kind of take it anywhere they want to go with it now. Yeah. It's a, something a new venture and something. It's sad that the th- the, the run in Edmonton had to end, but I think this is like a fresh start. New it's exciting. Page. Yeah, exactly. Something to look forward to, and there's no uncertainty around. Oh my goodness, where we're we gonna where are we gonna go after this year? Like this is the last year. Having that hammer down, I think it's gonna be a l- way easier to make a, for a great event. Oh yeah, for the CPRA, totally and I still have my radio job too, so that makes it deadly. Radio? What do you mean? This? No, the CFCW play by play. Oh yeah, because like. I was sad that maybe it wouldn't, maybe it was something would happen. But the good news is that CFCW is in like Camrose and Drum Heller. So it's still the same zone. So it'll be back. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, Broadcast we're good. still on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, t- you stole that. So I got to get a new job at the CFR now. Well, you, I didn't Dang. steal it. You, you get, you've gifted it. Yeah, I gifted it to you. I can't take it back now. No you take backs. You can be an Indian giver. No take backs. You uh, can be DJ at the party. <laughs> party DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be a party promoter. Maybe that'll be what I do. Like those guys in Vegas. I'll just promote Text me for guest list. <laughs> yeah, I'll just promote the party at, that we're gonna have at their at our own place, wherever this is gonna be. So we got a big week for the boys of forty six twenty coming up. Hey, we got cool. the old, big week. The old Hannah Cowboy Hockey Tournament coming up. Big on the weekend. Week. That's big one week. of my most favorite weekends of the year. Wacy Anderson, starting goalie for the Big Valley Cowboys. Oh, baby, back to back trips to the B final. Couple yeah. Of years. Yeah, we lost. Did we lose last year? We in lost shootout? in a fourteen round shootout. I did not score in the shootout. Yeah, I think you shot twice. Really? I think so. That is a bad That's idea. That's how deep of a shootout. That's a bad call. <laughs> we only had seven guys. It's, I, it almost got to the point where I had to shoot. Yeah, you probably would have scored. You probably would have done better than most of us, actually. Yeah, so. 
yeah, hopefully we can do well again this year. We've, uh, I don't think of, I think we went to the A final one time. I think I was playing with on a team with like Straws Milan. Yeah, I played on that team. I yeah. played out because I played goal for yeah. the Big Valley team that I played out with you. That's guys. right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I play for Big Valley too or no? I didn't. You played out. Yeah. You played out for us, Big Valley. And I played goalie for them. I think you only played one game with us though. The first night because oh, we played that's Friday right. night. Because we were short of guys on Friday. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's right. That was your Kirby got all messed up with the dance. Oh, yeah. 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 It's usually a safe bet for someone to get like extremely blackout. Like the Gator last year. <laughs> the Gator got so drunk last year. That's he ate literally a bar one of soap. my favorite stories. They he chased him around of- the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Gorillas tried to get him. It was like a grease pig competition. <laughs> tried to get him and they lost him. He's like running up on the stage, like behind the door. And then oh, you like man. run around back around the dance floor. There's like five guys chasing him around oh, the, the freaking hall and Hannah. Like I didn't even drink that night. I just looked oh, after the gator. Like that's that all I so can do. so funny. He just went off the deep end. It was a hell of a, hell of a time. I play a lot of hockey. Big week of hockey. Winter, yeah. And this is like one of my things I look most forward yeah. to. It's going to be a dandy. Mm. There used to be a Caroline tournament too. I'm not sure what happened there, but we used to go play hockey in Caroline yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the week after. Yeah. We, you went there too. I was supposed you? to come, but that's when I, I broke my finger the first year there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were in oh, the, yeah. in the B final and I dove across the net to make a save and big save. We were up last minute, broke my finger for the team. Broke the finner. Won the game. Broke the finner. I'm a kind of guy. I'm a laid out on the line. Beer league hockey. He, I'm a glue guy. I'm a team guy. Do anything it takes to win. It's true. That. All the boys that are playing on the Cowboys are growing out beards for the. Maybe not everybody. Just like our, just like us. Three. Yeah, just us friends. Maybe just you and me. Our circle of friends. Maybe it's, it might just be us. No, Eddie's really growing his too. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. This is gonna be just about as good as yours. Yeah, probably better. Mm. wacy has been growing his for what three days? <laughs> about a week. I haven't shaved yet this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a fact. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's act- I haven't actually shaved since December twenty like, second. To like paint a picture in your mind for you guys, <laughs> it's like somebody like took like little hairs and just like put them in random spots on Ted's face. Random spots. Like it's 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 a good effort. I've seen worse. I've seen better. But I mean, he's got a long way to go. But I, I'm a, I appreciate the effort he's putting in. I can I can't. Uh, I mean, it's mostly an experiment, actually, to be honest, to see what you're made of. Well, do you have a mustache? Can you list your face up? Oh, you got like, just like really the side mustache. of your mouth. You just call it like a French mustache, right? <laughs> Ugh, that's There's funny. nothing in the middle. I, I, it's it, like you can't even just ferment it. I can't do anything. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hopeless. Yeah. Tabernacle. Like I think I need to start now if I'm gonna grow one by May. But then it'll be all like long and like straggly and like go over my yeah. lip. It'll just be like real nasty. Fu Manchu. Be nasty. It's more of an experiment though. Like I'm saying, like. I don't have to be around people much in the winter time. I can kind of hermit up a little bit mm-hmm. and just, you know, not be around much. So I'm on the ice potentially seven days out of seven this week. So this is night number Oof. one. Night number one. Check back in next week. See if he survived. Chances are I might not. Chances are he will. I'm 25 now. Got bad hips. But we'll see what happens. I think you'll be all right, buds. Okay, man. All Thanks right. for having me. Check it. See this you next couple weeks, baby. Wrapping up episode number four, Cowboy Shit, from the Everything Cowboy Radio Network World Headquarters Station, Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> this studio kitchen. It's Ted uh, Stoven. That's Wacey Anderson. Adios, amigos.